Hey everybody, welcome back to my white belt. This is Jim. I feel serious today and I feel like a little bit of a need to go off brand just for a minute. And here's what's here's what's going on and I'm going to sound angry. And am I angry? No. I'm not angry. But I am frustrated and dismayed, as I might imagine that a lot of us are frustrated and dismayed by the state of the world in many respects. And let me be super clear. I am I am a look on the bright side person, and I am not... I am not somebody who leans towards who leans toward doom and gloom. I don't lean that way. And the world is a little crazy. I mean in a million different ways. And so here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to sit here and list the ways in which the world is off its rocker. You don't need me to do that. My guess is if you are listening to this podcast, you probably have a lot of joy in your life because you get to train, because you're working on fitness, because you're learning jujitsu, because you have, if you have this great thing in your life, you probably have a whole host of other great things in your life. And the counterbalance to that is that the world is nuts in a million different ways. So as previously stated, and I'm not going to list the ways in which the world is crazy, but I am going to say this. Personal responsibility is at the core of a happy life. I'm going to repeat that. Personal responsibility is at the core of a happy life. I had a I had a a, um, a history teacher when I was in middle school, Mr. Camo, Bob Camo, uh, Mr. Camo. If he if he caught you dozing during class, he would he had a, 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 a he had like ping pong balls and tennis balls and super ball and super balls in his in his desk drawer, and if he caught you sleeping or talking, or otherwise not paying attention, Mr. Kamo would take a, take a ball out of, his, out of his desk and he'd huck it at your head. <laughs> he'd get fired and probably go to jail for doing that today. But it was awesome. And he was amazing. Like he, I mean, I definitely got hit in the head uh, several times. And there were other kids. And he would pick, you know, if you were just like, if you were just like not paying attention, you would get, you would get a ping pong ball hucked at you, but occasionally someone would get a tennis ball. The other thing that I loved about Mr. Camo was above his chalkboard, he had made a giant wooden carved sign that just had the word responsibility on it. And at the beginning of every term, and sometimes multiple times during a school year, he would open class or close class by riffing on the importance of personal responsibility. Why am I bringing up responsibility? And I know, I know that I'm preaching to the choir a little bit, 
So just know that I'm not calling you irresponsible. Consider this a pep talk in a direction that your life is already moving. But when it comes to personal protection, your personal protection is your responsibility. Your safety and protection is your responsibility. My personal protection is my responsibility and our willingness to be prepared to protect and take care of the people that we love. It's in our hands. And and so, why are you training jiu-jitsu? You might be training jiu-jitsu just for fitness. You might be training jiu-jitsu because you moved into a town and you were lonely and you thought this is a way that you could make friends. Or maybe you're training jiu-jitsu because you know that it's one of the most effective martial arts. It's a non-theoretical, full-contact martial art that even if you're just training for fitness, even if you're just training for the community... It is going to make you a safer person. And it is going to make the people that you serve and care for and love, it's going to intrinsically make them safe. And so I guess really the moral of the story that I'm offering you right now is that I'm psyched that you're here and you're listening, and I love that you're training jujitsu. Whether you are here and you've had one class, you've just had a trial class, and you're, you know, your gi is on order and you're just waiting to get in, or I don't know, maybe you're listening and you're a black belt. You are somebody who, whether or not it was your intention to be able to defend yourself, you are increasing the likelihood that if you are in a physical altercation, you will have a much better chance at handling yourself, at protecting yourself, at being situationally aware to avoid trouble, and to be able to stand up against people who would want to do you harm. Are there any guarantees in life? No, there are not. We know that. And I just more than anything, I tell everybody that I meet in our little town, you know, you've heard me talk about my coach Liam all the time. We spend so much time drinking coffee at this little cafe and like literally Every time anybody, we know a lot of people in town, and anytime anybody walks up to us, one of us will go, you should train jiu-jitsu. You should come train jiu-jitsu. You should come do a class with us. And here's what it's not. It's not like, oh, we want to have a really successful business. We want to make sure we have all these people coming, giving us their money. Honestly, that never enters my mind. Maybe it enters Liam's mind, but that would surprise me. What we really want is we want to have a, a community of people, a town of people who are taking responsibility for their personal protection, who are taking responsibility for their bodies and their minds and their community. 
in the event that a, a problem arises that requires somebody to intervene physically, are you going to call the police? Okay. I mean, I, I guess, but unless they're there in actual real time, I don't know what you're going to do if you're untrained and unprepared. And listen, I was not in the military. I've come to this late. I uh, I was somebody who probably prior to training thought that I would be okay because I didn't know what I didn't know. But I know now. I know that the world is largely... Over the world is overwhelmingly filled with people who want to wake up in the morning. They want to have love. They want to give love. They want to wake up and have a hot cup of coffee or tea, eat some breakfast, do an honest day's work, live a good life. Live a good life. This is the overwhelming majority. And then there are others who want to do harm for whatever reason and they want to create problems and some people are just going to go through their lives and never give a thought about the people who want to do them harm until it's too late and so i am um now i'm just kind of like babbling a little bit but my bottom line is my attitude today, my little bit of a, a little bit of an edge that I'm not, you know, I'm not doing the happy clappy thing because that doesn't feel like that's what's real for me today. What's real for me today is to say, if you are training jujitsu, good. And if you are training jujitsu, not for purposes of personal protection, you're still getting that. And maybe this is an encouragement to Maybe this is an encouragement just to turn that dial up a little bit. Maybe if your school is more competition and jujitsu sport minded, maybe this is the week that you ask your coach to for some, you know, hey coach, what would I do in this situation? What would I do if somebody, you know, was was uh, trying this, that, or the other thing? And maybe if you are and maybe if you are here and you're listening and you're thinking to yourself, well, dude, that's exactly why I'm training. I'm training to become formidable. I'm, I'm training so that I can actually be a light in the darkness that exists. Then I say to you, I'm with you. I train jujitsu to get fit. And I love the guys that I, and girls that I train with. I love them. And I, I train jujitsu because I want to be safe and because I want to make the people around me that I care about safe. So that's a lot to lay on you in the first few minutes of the My White Belt podcast. And let's jump into some voicemails and see what incredible topics you have submitted this week to chat about. 
Hi, my name is Amy. I'm a one-stripe white belt. I started at the very end of March because my two daughters, who are 11 and 5, started, and I watched them for two months. I was like, oh, my God, I want to drive. Uh, my question has to do with being a girl in a mostly boy world, at least at our school. Um, I like to go to the noon classes because it works for my schedule, and it's kind of the boys' club. No one's doing anything wrong. No one makes me feel disrespected. Everyone's really kind. I'm wondering from a male perspective, if there's one girl in class and you come to class and you end up having to drill with them, roll with them, whatever, I'm wondering if me feeling weird and insecure like that bothers the guys, like they maybe can't go as hard or they have to be careful. I try to be very kind and easygoing. Um, I'm told I'm a good training partner, but I want an honest male perspective. Is it a bummer when a girl comes to class? Does it not bother you if you have to drill with a girl? You know, anyway, hopefully this makes sense. I'm just wondering. Love, love, love your podcast. It's been so helpful being a 38-year-old white belt just starting out. Thanks. Thanks for the question. I, I want to try to be as honest in my answer as I possibly can be. So... The the quick at a glance is no. I'm just gonna I'll speak for myself and then I'm gonna speak for what I think is true across the board in our school. I am not only not annoyed by our women that train with us, I am not only not annoyed by them, but I feel a a deep responsibility to them. And I feel like in the same way that when I am rolling with somebody in our school who is in law enforcement, I feel a responsibility to the people that I train with that I know might be using jujitsu who are likely to use jujitsu in a real life situation. So that is to say, if you are a police officer or you're military and you're in a situation where you're making arrests and you're, you know, trying to think about cuffing a person or protecting your gun or, or, or doing those kinds of things that somebody in law enforcement has to, has to encounter, I want to be as, I want to be as great a training partner for those people as I possibly can be knowing that they are training for a different reason. The women, we have two women right now who train with us regularly, um, Charlotte and New. And uh, they are, New is her name. She's from Thailand. And they are tiny. <laughs> I think they might listen to the podcast. So um, they're tiny and and they're just like, uh, they're, they're strong and they're fierce and there's so many other things, but they're physically small. And they're women, and we live in a in a and we live in a culture where I, I, this is actually a perfect segue because I opened with talking about like personal responsibility, and I don't, uh, I not only don't, I, I love their presence. I love their presence on the mat, and I feel a unique 
responsibility to them because of the fact that in our culture that their that their size and their sex make them intrinsically vulnerable and look whatever you i don't care if i don't care if you're listening and you find that offensive i don't care i here's what's real uh, if you are a if you are a small young woman out in the world because of how messed up the world is you you are put i'm 61 661 i weigh 227 pounds i am a big strong man it's less likely that i'm going to get assaulted than uh, than these women that i train with and therefore I want them to have detailed, technique-focused, incredible, top-notch jiu-jitsu. And I get, I actually think that I get a unique joy out of the time that I get to work with my female training partner. The other thing that's like super cool about watching them train is you know, one of the selling points of jujitsu is that it was developed so that a smaller opponent could defeat somebody larger and heavier. And both Charlotte and New have proven this to be true because I think I told you we have a bunch of these new uh, college kids that are that are coming in for the summer. I think I mentioned that a couple episodes ago. And when I get to watch these young women who now both have a couple of stripes on their white belt and they've been training for a few months and I watch them roll with these guys, they are actually giving them a really, really, really hard time. I, I watch these women's get these women's. I watch these women get put in side control and get frames and get their knees in and, 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 chest escape and get their guards back and and it's an incredible thing it's an incredible thing to watch and to witness to see the power and effectiveness of jujitsu manifest in their training and so now the other piece of it is there are men and there are women and there are guys so for me i i am I always enjoy the opportunity to train with, whether I'm a student or if I'm running a class, I love the opportunity that is uniquely presented itself. And then beyond that, here's the real win. Look, this is just a word to gentlemen. Gentlemen, when a woman comes into your school, just train jujitsu with her. Don't make it weird and don't make her feel weird. And generally speaking, don't make your jujitsu school your dating pool. Uh, when, a, when a woman comes into your, into your school, my advice is to think of her as uh, first and foremost a human being that has come to train jujitsu. First and foremost, a human being who has come in to train jujitsu. Now, we are men and we are women. And so now the next piece is about perspective. 
to think about, to imagine that that training partner is your sister or your aunt or, uh, or somebody that you really respect and care about and want the best for. Now, look, now listen, here's what's real. And back to you, Amy, there, there are going to be, I'm sure that a lot of schools have a lot of weird meathead guys and uh, just like a word to the weird meathead guys, just knock it off. Go someplace else with any of your weird energy and to women who are going into a jujitsu class expecting a problem and looking for a problem, you take your weird energy elsewhere as well. At the end of the day, what and, and it's a little tricky because our school, I know that like for those of us who have been with our school since day one, we are always on a lookout for any kind of weird energy. For anybody who's rolling weird or training weird or acting weird, and we really don't have, we really don't have anybody that I would that would come to mind that I would say, I wouldn't want my sister rolling with that person. Every once in a while, people have come through, and I, you know, and I would say, and I would think to myself, yeah, I don't think I would want that person rolling with this other person because because I think they would be dangerous. And over the last four years, the people that have come to our school that have that would raise that kind of hackle on the back of my neck have have lasted one or two classes and then they just go. And then they just go. They kind of, you know, these are the guys who come in and like, yeah, jujitsu's the best, and I'm gonna do this, and it's gonna be great, and I'm gonna compete, and blah, 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 blah. And then they get arm barred and they're like, My arm hurts. I don't know, man. <laughs> and then, you know, they do one or two classes and you never see them again. And those are almost always the guys that I've thought historically, yeah, I wouldn't want that person rolling with my sister. So I'm going to speak for the majority of, of what I'm going to speak for the guys that I know that do jujitsu. I think that um, anybody, regardless of their sex, can come in and be weird. But the dynamic between men and women on the jujitsu mat doesn't even have to be a thing, frankly. If you're if you're a woman and you're just coming in to train jujitsu, and you're a man and you're just coming in to train jujitsu, um, if if two hundred and twenty seven pound me is rolling with hundred and fifteen pound Charlotte. Uh, that role with Charlotte is going to make me more technical and it's going to make her stronger and it's going to make her more technical and it's going to make me distribute my weight differently, strategically. And at the end of the day, we're going to be made better for it. When I roll, we have a guy at our school named Owen who we call Trunk. He is like 6'4 and probably weighs 230 pounds. I don't know how much he weighs, but he's a big boy. And 
I rolled with him the other night. It was so tough rolling with him. But when I roll with him, I'm like rolling with somebody who's big and it requires me to turn up a particular dial on my game. And when I'm rolling with Charlotte or New, it requires me to uh, to turn up other dials on my game. It's like adjusting an equalizer on a stereo. And at the end of the day, rolling with all different kinds of people make me better at jujitsu. And so it's welcome. Amy, here's my hope for you. I hope you don't have any meathead guys. And as you said, they're not doing anything wrong. And I think that if you can go, here's actually, I think where uh, this is a good place for me to land on this question. And that is to say, don't worry about anybody being annoyed with you as a woman being on the mat. I, I don't think that that's a real thing. I think that, I think that we live in a world right now where most media sources, be they right-leaning or left-leaning, I think that people are trying to... I think the world is like so polarized and so weird, and the jujitsu mat is one place where that really seems to not exist. So, if you do want to adopt a mindset that you can hold uniquely as a woman on the mat, it would be this. Amy, your presence makes your training partners better. Your presence makes your training partners better. And I'm making a whole bunch of assumptions right now. Maybe you're 6'2 and you weigh 225 pounds. I don't know. I'm mostly going off of who I train with, the women that I train with. And uh, But your presence on the mat is making everybody better. So hold your jiu-jitsu that way and know this. In six months or less or more, some new guy is going to walk in the door and he's going to have never trained jiu-jitsu. And your coach is going to say, hey, Amy, go over there and show that new guy clothes guard. Or you're going to just wind up rolling with that guy who's never trained. And all of a sudden, that guy, you're going to be the person who introduces that dude into the power of jiu-jitsu. And in that space, you are going to find uh, a new identity in this great sport. I hope that that's helpful. I feel like I could go on and on and on and talk about this. I, you know, I just don't think, like I had, uh, last week we had Professor Alex Barcelona on. And I got a bunch of messages saying, thank you for having a woman on. Thank you for having a woman on. And you know, here's what I don't want to do. And here's what I didn't want to do with Professor Alex is to say, oh, you as a female black belt. It's just such a load of horseshit. It doesn't have anything to do. It does. It's completely and utterly irrelevant as it relates to, especially somebody at her level, a four-time world champion gi and no gi. I think to take to bring her in and to ask her questions like, what's it like for you as a woman feels like just so phony and it feels like so like the typical kind of BS that we're doing. It's jujitsu. 
everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome on the mat. Here's here's who's not welcome. The person who's going to come in and be weird and make problems and go too hard and not honor the tap, right? Here's here's who's not welcome on the mat. The person who isn't going to use a breath mint, take a shower, clean their gi. Otherwise, whatever you whatever you want to be, whoever you are, show up clean with a good attitude, work hard. If you're a dude, uh, if you are a dude, don't be weird. If you're a dude, don't be weird with the women. Just back off, Jack. Go somewhere else for that. Um, and I don't know. I suppose that there probably, I know that there are exceptions to that rule. Um, you know, if somebody walks in and like, you know, you're a couple months into training and you just realize that like the you like there's a real spark there. I mean, I'm not saying like it's like a hard, fast, militant rule. Cause some of you are gonna be like, I met my wife on the mat. Now we have five kids and blah, 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 blah. I mean, look, I'm I'm balanced here. But generally speaking, if you're if you're some weird single guy at your school. Do not use the women. Don't go into your class thinking, I'm going to get a date with that woman. Uh, Instead, think, go get a date someplace else and think of that woman as your sister or your aunt or the person that you want to have them be safe and fit and really enjoying jujitsu. Okay. Well, I mean, I think this is going to be a short episode today. I like mixing it up between long episodes and short episodes. There are some really cool things that are coming up. There's a couple people who have agreed to be on the podcast that I'm just like working on dates with and timing and making that work. So, oh, there are so many things that I want to say right now, but I'm going to hold back and keep you on the edge of your seat. I used to hate when you would watch a show. This I think this happened more like in the 80s when I was, uh, when I was cool back then, to which some of you are saying you've never been cool. You might be right. But in the 80s when I was cool and you'd be watching a great episode of a show and it would be like, tune in next week for the, you know, for part two of this episode and you couldn't download it and you had to wait. It was the worst thing, but I'm kind of doing that. I've got cool things happening. The other thing that's happening is like some of you have reached out. Um, I've had, I had somebody reach out for t-shirts this week and I've had somebody reach out for stickers and patches this week. And I don't have anything right now. Um, I'm totally surprised at how this whole thing has come together. So I'm sure at some point in time, I'm going to do something. But if you listen to the podcast and you think, if I had something that had like a my, white, a my white belt kind of thing, a shirt or I don't know, a baseball hat or whatever, what hit me a message and let me know what kind of thing you would be interested in. Because I think I have to do something at some point in time because I think I'd be a fool not to, but I want to do the right thing. And I want to do the thing that you, I want to do the thing that you want. And I have some other ideas that I'm working on. 
Thank you for listening to the My White Belt podcast. I really appreciate your presence here. I know I say that like multiple times every episode, but every time I go onto the Instagram, I'm just blown away at how we're all engaging in the encouraging emails that I get from around the world. I hope that if you are listening to this, you will subscribe. If you're listening on a platform where you can write a review, that would be awesome. If you have a question that you would like to submit, go to mywhitebelt.com and click questions. And there's a place there. You can be just like Amy, where your question can be featured. And um, I guess that's it until next week. And I hope that you guys have a great week of training Look forward to seeing you on the next episode of My White Belt.